fuck it, let's go live. Yeah, we just went live when you said that. Uh, hey, what's up, everybody? That's how you bring in the All Things Gratitude podcast. My name's Nick Dorsey. And uh, before we get started, up there, up there in that corner, you think I'd get it right after about 40 shows. And that corner is Impulse Consulting. Hey, if you need a profile audit on your LinkedIn or even to a 12-step coaching program, hey, get a hold of them. The link's down there on LinkedIn. It's down there. Click on it. Click on their icon. Tell them I sent you. Uh, so what's up? This is going to be fun today. We got a great story coming on. We got a great human being right here. I mean, highly recommended for the show. So I love it. Um, he grew up a poor boy in Boston, and now he's a wealth manager and educator. How about that, man? He's he's a proud father of two beautiful boys. I mean, he's a dad, a biohacker, as he says, an author, a speaker, and an athlete. You know, and the big thing he hosts the Jesse T Show podcast show so go check that out hey guys welcome to the all things gratitude podcast our good friend jesse tedisco what's up jesse hey thank you so much for that amazing introduction if i could have you do that wherever i go i'd be a happy man hey man um i had somebody on my uh, show once that says you got to give good voice hey i'm there for you man i learned you a lot great voice one. brother <laughs> <laughs> thank you i will be the voice of your business do it do it love it hi awesome man <laughs> awesome, man. So, hey, uh, as we we're talking about, as we know, I mean, we we're introduced by uh, Jordan Mendoza, who's just fantastic individual, man. And um, I appreciate the introduction and you just coming right on right through a text message. And we just hit it off right off the bat, man. So, hey, man, thanks for taking that. Thanks for wanting to be on the show, man. This is it's really great for the show and people are going to learn a lot from you, man. So, yep, I believe in synchronicity and, and things happen the way that they're supposed to happen. And, uh, you know, relationships are everything. And, and I'm a big relationship guy in all walks of life, whether it's business, personal, um, anything I do. And so Jordan Mendoza, just to, to drop his name again, he is mighty and powerful and humble and a great human. And it's funny how you kind of start running in the same circles of people that are like-minded, that have aspirations that may be similar, and they kind of walk through life together. So I'm, I'm grateful for him because it's led me to you. Hey, man. So... Here's the million dollar question. You guys play basketball together. Who's better? Um, in this moment, Jordan may be a little bit better because I hadn't played in years, but I know my skills if I were to play for like a couple months straight. And even now, one-on-one, -on -one, I think one-on-one, -on -one, I'd, I'd definitely beat him because uh, even for a bigger guy, like I'm 6'1 I'm and about 215, um, my cardio is insane. And I will just outrun that dude. Uh, but, <laughs> but in terms of it, my shooting is rusty. And his, his shot is great. I started calling him uh, Green Light Jordan. Like anytime he gets the ball, he has the green light to be able to shoot. And so he's got some game, but I'm very confident in my one-on-one -on -one ability. Right now, I'm rusty. Yeah, I hear you, man. You know, especially a uh, sport like basketball, man. If you, if you stop playing for a little bit, oh, not, not good for you, man. But it's great to get back into shape, man. We're oh, yeah. down court. So, hey, man. Your bio you sent me, and we talked about poor boy growing up in Boston, and now you're a wealth manager. Hey, let us know about your journey and how you got got to where you're at today, man. Yeah, brother, and thank you so much for allowing me to share that. So, um, you know, I shouldn't even be alive. I've, I've experienced near-death experiences and held death in my hands on more than one occasion. And what that looked like was growing up in the town of uh, East Boston, which for those who know about Boston, you may have heard of like Southie, and Southie's like the Irish mob. And Back in the day, Eastie was more like the Italian side. And so there was this, you know, little conflict between Southie and Eastie Irish versus Italian. And we'd always see each other in the football game every year for Thanksgiving. And games would be like three nothing, six nothing, because we were just beating the crap out of each other. There was no scoring. It was just beat each other up. 
And that was the mentality of Boston. It was a fighting town. It still is. There's a lot of tough people. Uh, it's, it's a tough town. It's, it's winter nine months out of the year. It's fast paced. Everybody's angry. It seems like it's just a weird place to live. And it just, it creates this weird mentality growing up, kind of like a survival mentality. And, and growing up with a single mom who, you know, was doing her best to keep things together uh, and a father that was a 35 year heroin addict, uh, it presented some challenges. And so some of the challenges were growing up without a dad for the first 35 years that was, uh, you know, in my life. Uh, he was in my life for the last 10 years after he cleaned up, which was amazing. He became a great dad and became a great grandfather. So I had that that dream and need fulfilled, which was beautiful. But you know, when he wasn't around, I didn't have a good role model and I didn't have any, any, any bearings. And so for the first few years of my life, I was actually bullied pretty heavily. I was getting jumped every day, you know, punched, kicked. And it was pretty much like I was, I was walking target practice. And, you know, I was, I was more afraid of fighting back because there was a group of them, but I learned through the years and through training from martial arts in the military that, that fear can be a great motivator or debilitator. It's just how you use it. And so what I learned later on in life to kind of fast forward through the, the, the kind of the fear of the being bullied. And I think this, this is helpful for listeners is if you have fear, you have a couple choices. You could face everything and run or you could face everything and rise. Anything I've ever done in my life that had to do with fear, if, if and when I've overcome that fear, my life has never been the same. And so just to kind of touch on a couple bullet points and growing up through Boston and kind of that lifestyle, playing sports, chasing girls, not really focusing on school. Um, I was attracted to the things I didn't have and what that meant was money. And so I went on this money journey and the way my money journey started out was the wrong way. So I was watching too many gangster movies and hanging out with too many gangster people and people were selling drugs and doing drugs and I fell into that. I put myself into that situation. And so I was buying and selling and you know, before all that, I was actually doing some other entrepreneurial stuff, buying, selling, trading, baseball cards, comic books, shoveling snow for money, uh, going over to Logan Airport where they have these smart carts when you return them to the stall, you get a quarterback. And when you get a quarterback enough times as a kid, you make five or 10 bucks, you're happy. And the coolest part about that, Nick, was running through the airport, getting chased by security. So I always kind of had this like, this <laughs> the need for adventure. Yeah. And I guess that need for adventure, the need for making money and that, that entrepreneurial spirit kind of in my path guided me through that two-year drug addiction and two-year selling drugs. And, and for me, man, it was just a place I didn't want to be. Um, I fell into that trap. I was living with my dad. I saw what he was doing every day. And so, you know, I just kind of use this as an excuse to stop being successful. And, and, and what it did, man, it was one of the best experiences I ever had because it taught me so much about myself and so much about my dad. For the 18 years that I didn't live with my dad until I moved in with him, I hated him because he wasn't there and because he chose drugs over me. But once I became an addict for those two years and realized how bad, you know, that was, I had empathy for him that I never had before. And so that helped me build a really weird bond with my dad in a sense that later on in life, when we both got out of that stuff, we could really connect on. Mm -hmm. And so outside of that, man, I, I decided to change my life uh, right around 2003, made a decision to join the military. And the reason being, my mom was a army veteran, you know, um, Vietnam, which for a woman back in the day, you know, women are badass, but there wasn't a lot of women back in active duty during that time. And she was just a badass. And she, she helped steer me in the direction of changing my life. And so long story short, escaped Boston, 2004, I enlisted in the Navy and that has set me on a trajectory brother that has completely changed my life. And I've never looked back. Awesome, man. First of all, I want to say thank you for your service. I come from a military family, so that means a lot. Obviously, you can see my hat here. My I, pleasure. Thank yeah, you for your family. It, 
it, it's just, you know, my dad was in the Navy for, I believe, 12 years and Army Reserve for 18. So, I mean, yeah. it was, you know, that it's just been ingrained in us. So thank you for that, man. Inspiring story, buddy, because how the world's working, especially right now and everything, a lot of people don't get out of that darkness. They're in that darkness or they find the end, you know, and hey, man, just congratulations too for getting out that that that's tough. I know people who've, you know, won the battle and lost the battle, obviously. And Me too. Boston's not a fun place, man. Um, that, they, well, they have that NBA player, Chris Heron, I believe it was, who went through all that stuff back. He's about our age. And, man, they did a big documentary on him. And it was – I saw that. Yeah, going to get stuff before the game. I mean, he yeah. was playing high. I mean, just insane. And But for him, too, credit him. He goes and talks to schools now and everything because, like you said, you got to get the story out there because if it changes one person's life, it – that matters that's what absolutely matters just getting through to one person you want to get through through a lot but man if you can hit one then one turns into two then two turns into four so man thank you for sharing your story and putting it out there because people need to hear it my friend you know it's my pleasure and it's part of my life's work now i've, I've been called to share the truth and share you know teach freedom through it a couple of different ways and we can expand on that and um you know, Boston is a really interesting place where it's it's heavily influenced by drugs and specifically opiates from pain pills all the way up to heroin. And, uh, you know, there's there's this little vacuum and it kind of sucks you in. And so unless you somehow kind of keep yourself away from those things, it's really in, infiltrated a lot of families' lives up there. Uh, and I'm, I'm very thankful and grateful, believe it or not, to have had that experience because now in what I do in life, I'm able to connect with so many people, whether it's them personally and their own experiences with it, or they know a loved one that had some sort of issue. And I have so much empathy for so many people on that level. And I'm able to, through some of this men's work that I just started doing over a couple of years, in the last two years, um, really, really add value and receive value from people that have been through similar situations. That's awesome, man. So, you know, no wonder why Jordan said you'd be a perfect fit for my show because of the all things gratitude, because you're just showing how grateful you are because literally you've gotten that second and third and fourth chance in life, you know, and now you're just like, I'm going to help other people so they don't have to go through chance two, three, and four. Let's get them out the first time and move on. So man, awesome stuff, man. Awesome stuff. So, um, we're moving, moving on with that, which is great stuff. I know we're going to go get into it more with other conversations. So let's tell us about the Jesse T show, man. And I'm sure everything you're talking about right now probably ties into that. So this is going to be great to continue yeah, on that conversation. It's really interesting how everything's been woven together. Um, yeah. You know, there's the Jesse T show was inspired. It's a podcast, right? And so it's a podcast similar to yours where we have people come on, have conversations about things they've built, things they've overcome, things that they've achieved in. And it's always people that have like the same kind of mentality of a hero's journey where mm -hmm. they've, they've done something, they've overcome something, and now they've kind of come back and they're able to share those gifts with those that, that are there around. And, you know, from what we have is entrepreneurs, thought leaders, creators, athletes, we have authors, uh, you know, we have some amazing people that come on the show and they kind of bear their soul. Like it, it's kind of like a little bit of Joe Rogan where we talk about weird, interesting shit like UFOs or, uh, you know, sacred plant medicines. And then it's business stuff. It's applicable to you and what you can do in life from starting a podcast or starting a business or creating revenue. There's all these practical and tactical uh, pieces of advice from these 
thought leaders that is, is married with the interesting stuff of the way that people do life. And so I was pulled to that uh, because I'm a, I'm a student at heart. I've always been the little kid growing up until now that's always asked questions. And I've always wanted to learn and grow my knowledge. And, and just so that eventually it's turned me into a leader, a servant leader, where I've learned enough and I'm keep, I keep on learning to where I can have these conversations and connect with people. And it's just a beautiful way to do life. And so the show, uh, it's been going on for a little bit two years now, the Jesse T Show podcast. We have over 100 episodes and we're going to start pumping out from one to four a week now because we have so much in the, in the bank, so to speak. So we're going to be putting out a ton of content. And actually, I don't know if you know the name, uh, John Lee Dumas, but he actually was on the podcast earlier today. And he's one of the forefathers of podcasting. And he inspired me to go from one to four episodes in just one conversation. So the things that I even learned from the guests that shape me outside of what they bring to the table for others has completely changed my life. I, I agree with you because, you know, my podcast first started, this one just started out, okay, I'm just going to get all my good friends on just because let's just have a fun conversation a hang yeah you know and now all of a sudden you know i you know we're starting to get some tedx speakers some actresses you know some authors other podcast hosts and it's and like you said it's awesome just listening to them and hearing their aspect on things because it's just like okay i'm picking a little from here i'm picking a little from here i'm picking a little from there and i'm bringing it together to make it my type of brand and i i just love um, listening to people and especially things people overcome, you know, we, we've had people on the show that have been in domestic, you know, um, relationships and everything that have been horrible. And I didn't even know that. And they just came out and I was like, Whoa, you know, but it's nice to know that about people, especially when you're becoming more of friends with them, the networking partners, you know, so you can understand, you know, if a bad day's here, what they're going through and everything and help them out. So I just love having people on the show and learning about them. I really do. It's just, it's amazing and it's a lot of fun because some of them become good. Now I'm like good friends with, you know, probably half of them have been on the show. They decided to keep texting and we just keep talking and bam, there it is. So that's what's great about this. It's just, I call it a conversation with friends. That's how I describe it to people before they come on. I go, there's no script. I, I have one question, you know, and that's the first question, you know, just tell us how you got to this point and then we just flow with it. You know, that's, that's what makes it great. That's what makes it fun. It's beautiful, brother. The relationships I've built for life, whether it's uh, personal friends, which I'm similar to you, a lot of these, a lot of these people that come on the show become my friends, and you know they'll become uh, clients of my wealth business. They'll become uh, running partners and different ventures that I'm into, whether that's uh, you know health and wellness or men's work or uh, my spiritual journey. It's it's really added so much value and color to my life. And I thought about this yesterday. Um, I was wrapping up a men's retreat that I was holding here in Georgia on Lake Lanier. And uh, we were doing this exercise called five minutes to live and five minutes to live. You know, this whole weekend was set with intention and love and specific, uh, you know, things that we were focusing on. And by the end of this weekend, we were focused, like our hearts were open, our minds were open and we were just kind of dialed in. And it was a group of five guys from all different backgrounds. Um, and, and the guys common theme was just, you know, they were searching for something either in their business, in their personal life, in their spiritual walk. And, and the guy that facilitated this part of the weekend, his name is Lane Ballone. And Lane Ballone is a 12-year army vet slash Green Beret. He's one of the baddest dudes in the world, but he's one of the most spiritually woke dudes in the world too. And he's, he's a soul brother. And he leads this, this five-minute exercise that changed my life. And it was we didn't need plant medicines at that moment for that. We didn't need anything else. We just needed our minds and our hearts to be open. And what he did was he said, if you had five minutes left, 
what would you do in those five minutes? And I, I immediately went back to, uh, you know, he, 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 the way that you do it is you walk through and I don't really want to spoil it, but because there's, there's some, there's some, uh, really heavy stuff that can come from this and really change your life. But basically you walk through what you would do in your last five minutes. And I, I called my wife and my kids and each, each one of them, uh, I had a specific conversation for, and it was, I was crying my ass off. Like I was crying and I didn't, you know, being around guys that were holding space for me and sharing space. It was beautiful. And the reason why I bring that up is because a, that happened because of the podcast, because of the things that I've learned and the relationships. Every one of the guys that are in that room, minus one guy have been guests on the podcast. Yeah. And so it's really incredible what that's done. And then the second piece to the podcast that I realized from that exercise, really kind of why I brought this up as well, is it's, it's building this, it wasn't set out this way, but it's an inadvertent legacy to where when my kids are older and if you know I'm dead and gone and they want to check me out and they can go on the podcast and they can see what dad was doing, okay. which is kind of cool. So you're building this video library to be able to share and give back to those that you know may want to follow you when you're, when you're gone. Yeah. That is a deep question because now I'm thinking about it. I'm like, huh, you know, because you think about all the people you want to see or say bye to, but what what can you do in that five minutes? That's the thing. What And it all depends where you're at too. You know, oh my God, that's a deep one. Man, that's it's a huge one. And I and make it, me think about this one for a minute. <laughs> you know, get into an introspective place, get yeah. into a place of discernment, meditation, quiet. And then five minutes, if you really do this exercise right, it will change your life and how you operate in just five minutes. That's awesome, man. That's that's fantastic. We'll talk a little after the show. Um, so so here here's the question everybody sees, wealth manager. So how can I double my money today, Jesse? Stop spending <laughs> more that stop spending more of it. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it's the things you can control, right? Yeah. And, and, and it's not sexy, it's not glamorous. Everybody yeah. wants to spend money to make a ton of money, and that happens but it takes different avenues that come together. And so let me just give you some advice. So if you were to, this is for anyone listening, this is general yeah. financial planning advice. If you were to go through your last three months bank statements and take a look at all your expenses and, and you can pull them off online, you know, you download them, whatever, PDF or print them out. Print them out is probably a good exercise because you could feel and see it and it's, it's yeah. good. Go through all your expenses and look at what's nice to haves. So anything outside of what I call your break even, your monthly break even, that's your rent, your mortgage, your insurances, your cell phone, your gas, your, you know, school schooling, whatever it is that you have to pay every month to live your life outside of travel, that's extra. Outside of uh, you know, going out to eat, that's extra. Outside of any extra like subscriptions that you may have that you're not using, like it could be anything. Take that extra money that you're spending and you could cut that in half, like the, the money that's outside of your break even, let's say it's a thousand bucks, cut that money in half, spend $500 on those things that you should feel like you still wanna do, take the other 500 and you could take 250 and put it into a bank account and now you're building cash, what you need, and take the other 250 and start investing it. And so now you're kind of maximizing your efforts. But just little habits like that, little things where you can not spend any money, like you don't have to pay anyone for that and you just start doing it. And now you're, you're already adding value to your life. You know, I love that because it's really similar to when I'm doing budgets with my teams and everything, when I'm leading the team, I'll be like, okay, we need to know the needs, the wants and the wish list and break that down. And then when the needs get done, we hit the wants and then the wants get done. We still have money. Then we start tackling the wish list. you know, because you know, in business, a lot of times if you don't 
if you roll money over, they take it away from you and you don't get it for next year's budget. So we want to spend it, but we want to spend it wisely too. I mean, we just don't want to spend it to spend it. But yep. so I sound like this is, that's a very similar philosophy to it. Just, but, but my wish list items to you would be half bank account, half investment, you know? So, because that's the wish list kind of in the long run. So yeah, it's, 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 it's a, it's, it's a three, I love it. a three Avenue thing. You're, you're yeah. already spending a thousand, let's just in that in illustration, you spend a thousand bucks a month on things that are nice to haves. Or, or things that are not yeah. needs. You cut that in half, you could still do 500 bucks towards those things. Um, and you realize maybe during, especially during COVID, it might be an easier time to do that because it's kind of harder for people to do some of those things. Mm-hmm. Don't just dump all your money into like Amazon or just, you know, piss it away, so to speak. Yeah. Take that other 500 bucks and then put it into savings and investing. And that just one habit alone will change your life. Yeah. And, it, and I know it's the same way with business. I mean, we were talking about this before, you know, I mean, Jesse, if I'm a business, you know, we talked about it a little bit like this, but I'm like, hey, I'm ready to start an LLC, man. I, I, I'm ready to get going off, man. I come to you, I go, Jesse, what are you going to provide for me? What can you do to help my business out? Yep. What, what is that answer for you, man? Yeah, man. So, um, you know, when we get into, you know, helping people on an individual basis, everybody's needs are different. But in this illustration, if you need to open an LLC, there's a lot of benefits to growing to that point. There's a lot of sole proprietors out there when they first get started, they'll hang everything on their social security number, meaning like, uh, you know, Jeff's plumbing. Jeff goes out and does plumbing and he doesn't have a company. Well, he's doing a couple things that are really gonna hurt him. Number one, he's leaving himself open from a liability standpoint, because anytime you have your social security number as your business tax ID number, what it's called, EIN, employer identification number, if it's your social security number and you're doing business as or your sole prop, sole proprietorship, you are taking all the possibility for any ramifications when it comes to legal suits. So if Jeff goes in the house, he bangs some wrenches, he breaks a fixture, the house floods, and for some reason it comes back to Jeff and they wanna sue Jeff, well guess what? Now Jeff's getting sued personally. When you have an LLC and it's set up properly and correctly and there's ways to do this, it's very specific, you insulate yourself from those things. As long as you're not doing what's called piercing the corporate veil, which is where you're spending business money on personal things, essentially, and you're keeping those two things separate, which most people need to stop doing immediately. I get it. I'm an entrepreneur. I've been one my whole life. A lot of times you have to start from the personal before you can build the business. And so you're spending personal funds and you're using personal credit cards to, to, to make business things happen. But what I do is get my clients off that path immediately and I start helping them build S Corps or LLCs or C Corps, whatever they need, A, to build in that protection so you don't get sued. They can't come after your personal stuff. They can only come after your business. And B, from a taxation standpoint, there are so, so many benefits and legal loopholes that you can take advantage of using an LLC, an S Corp, or any kind of business entity. And that's one of the secrets of, that's now we're talking wealth. We just went from cash flow and managing a budget to these are some of the secrets of how the wealth get wealthy and stay wealthy. And, And basically it just comes down to keeping more of your money through the year, paying less in taxes, being able to set up money for the future and not getting sued. Like those those are some big things. And to your point, all that can happen with the proper setup of a corporation, LLC kind of thing. Guys, give Jesse a call. He just hooked you up. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes. Appreciate just, it. Just do that. He, he'll answer your phone. Just tell him I sent you. That's right. So, uh, yeah. So, no, that's awesome, man. Because, you know, we talked about a little bit about my future goals and ambitions what i want to do and i know um some people that we have in common are doing the same thing you know so these are huge times right now especially with how the world is you know um 
hey, God forbid if this COVID thing ever happens again, hope not, you know, blah. But if it does, you know, I think people need to learn from what happened in 2020 and start building in case that happens again. So that's what I'm doing. You know, I have my nine to five. I'm building a foundation for consulting somewhere down. So if this happens, I at least have the foundation built and it's there and I'm prepared for the next step, you know? And I think with wealth, it's the same way because I know you hear all the conspiracy theories and, oh, the stock market's going to tank. Banks are going to close. Money's never going to go away. It's not. It could get damaged, but it's not going to go away because the wealthy's oh, the rich are always going to stay rich. You know, the poor's become poor. I mean, it's just, it's how the world's gone at what, every hundred years or whatever, some weird crap like that. But if you can build to get to some of that point, you ha- you put yourself in a better position. And that's what I'm saying. People need to learn how to do a better position. You know, there's somebody in my family who started doing the stock market the last two years and said it was the easiest thing ever. And he's building independent wealth because of it, because he learned, you know, how um, how to trade at certain times, how to bring in certain stuff, how to use the dividends, you know, all that fun stuff, you know, and I'm still like, huh? But, you know, <laughs> but I'm happy for him, you know, because he's built that in case something happens in his life, his family's taken care of for a little bit, you know, and that, and that's what we all need to do. So yeah. that's why I'm, I'm, I'm giving you a ring this year, you know, and we're, we're I appreciate it. And, yeah, and, so. uh, I'd love to have you in my client family, brother, and then do life with you. And that's, that's the point of, so mm-hmm. before I get into that, there's uh there's this old proverb or adage and it says the best time to plant a tree was 20 years ago. The next best time is to plant one now. Yep. And that's the same exact thing with your financial planning. Okay. You should have started years ago, but if you haven't, it's okay. Grow from where you're planted, right? And start now. Mm-hmm. And and the whole thing that you mentioned with the stock market is it's very cyclical and it's mostly predictable in the long term. Mm-hmm. What I mean by this is on average, since the stock market was invented right around the 1930s, 33, 34, the market has always gone on a 10 year cyclical run. And so what happens is when the market goes up for 10 years, a correction comes in, the correction lasts anywhere from about 18 months to two years. And then the, the market starts to go back up again. And then you're on a, you're on a bull run or you're on a, you know, a great time for the economy for 10 more years. And what's very interesting is whether it's a pandemic, whether it's, you know, something going on in the world, if you look through history, it's right around the average of 10 years where the market has to correct. And it just so happened that we were already two years overdue for a market correction and it took a pandemic to slow us down. So, you know, God forbid that we need a pandemic to slow the the market down, but it was long overdue. So being prepared for those cycles and knowing that those cycles exist, a lot of my clients made a shit ton of money this year because they were prepared to be able to take advantage, like your your uncle or whoever it was, your cousin, to be able to jump in at the right time. And that's, that's business. Business is also always being prepared for the next opportunity and being like padded with cash or reserves to be able to make that leap. And so I just, I just say to the people that are, that are listening to this, um, you know, the best time to start is now if you haven't already, and really just know that there is cycles to plan for. And if being prepared is, is one of the things you can control, go for it. You know, and there's a couple things and you could tell me if I'm wrong, cause I'm not a financial person, but I do know this, I believe is, People are like, well, I'm losing money in the stock market. Well, are you losing your money or are you losing interest money, which you'll probably gain that interest money back? It, mm-hmm. There's a big difference. Cause I remember my dad was telling me when the first kind of back what 
before 2010 or whatever, when that kind of 2006 time, when everything just went down, yep. my dad's like, everybody's selling off. They're going to lose so much money by selling it off. And I asked him why, and he goes, listen, if you're up that much, you're not going to lose all the way down past what you already invested. And he goes, and if you just hang on for that, he goes, it's going to take off again. It, it's a matter of time. And, you know, the last four or five years, the market just exploded, Yep. you know, and, and I remember him telling me, he goes, ha <laughs> If I would have sold off, I would have lost so much money. That's when I would have lost money. Yeah. He goes, I'm not losing anything now. He goes, I'm just sitting there just laughing and telling everybody <laughs> I told you so. But he, but he said, that's just basic. He goes, people work with emotion and their emotion. And they mm. see, oh my God, I lost $20,000, but it's interest. You, It's money you really never had. It's not the money you put in, it, you know? So yeah. it's I, just I, a number and somebody's computer somewhere at the moment <laughs> so there's two major points there and i want to yeah. i'll go back to the the money change yeah. but the the first part that's so important and this is actually I have a book coming out it's called happy wealth 10 ways awesome. to become wealthy happily one of the entire chapters of the book is emotional and behavioral finance growing up most of us were never taught how to manage money we weren't taught how to balance a checkbook how to manage a bank account how to do any of this stuff investing nothing and Really, a lot of times it's like your Uncle Jeff, hey, I got a good tip for you. Go buy this stock or go do this. And like, they don't really know, right? And so they don't understand that part of it. And so what happens is a lot of times, and I've experienced this too, like people sometimes like to make, to spend money for like, let's call it retail therapy, whether it's going on a vacation or going out because you had a bad day at the office and you go buy something. And while those things are okay once in a while, we can't let them become habits. We can't let them become habits to fill a void. It's almost like an addiction where if you are feeling down and out and you need a boost, you go like spend money on a new product purse, right? We can't do that all the time. We, we have to reframe and rewire our thinking and our emotions and our behaviors to reward ourselves. It's almost like working out or training where the reward for people that are doing it for a long time is the actual act of doing the thing, but the byproduct is looking good naked, right? Like that's just kind of how it goes. And so the same kind of mentality for, for money is where if you have these behaviors, you need to rewire them so that you can start like treat yourself, right? You want to treat yourself to be able to do these things you want to do. Now, going back to your, 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 your question or kind of thought around the money, Whenever you put money into the market specifically, it's called your cost basis. So if you put $1,000 into Apple and you buy X amount of shares that you can get with a thousand bucks, you have, let's just call it for easy math and this isn't gonna be exact, but 10 shares of Apple, a thousand bucks. The idea is to never try to time the market. What that means is try to predict what's gonna happen with Apple. And no matter what people tell you, out of all the money managers in the world, and there's so many, like 4% of them ever really time the market well. So here's the thing. The greats, the people that have been doing this for decades, like Warren Buffett, Warren Buffett's like one of the best investors of all time. He plays the long game. And this is what your dad was talking about. Those people that, you know, after the 08 crisis and the housing market went down, that pulled their 401ks or, or you know, they, they saw the 401k went down by 50% and they pulled it out. All those values have gone way back up and over since then. Mm -hmm. So you got to understand your cost basis, what money you put in initially, and then it is a longer term game. And the way that I tell my clients is, number one, you never want to put more than 10% into something that's kind of uh, volatile, right? You can't, if you can't, and it depends on how much your time horizon is. So I'm not giving specific advice. I'm just kind of giving general advice. But if you're younger, like our age, we quote unquote, have more time to be able to make up any losses before retirement, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. But you never want to gamble with your money. So if you use tried and true methods, with there are, there's a ton. And in playing the long game, 
most people come out far ahead. Yep, absolutely. You know, and love you bring up Warren Buffett because that that dude's insane. Just <laughs> some of his articles and everything. I mean, I mean, yeah, at the beginning timing was right for him, you know, but but he stayed on it. That's right when he was eleven. He, he was stayed 11. consistent. That's <laughs> the thing. What that's what people don't understand. This is a long haul game, and I. And I always tell people, I know you can't take money out to what you're 65 and a half or 67, whatever it is, but depends on what it is. There's yeah, uh, if, if you buy a stock, yeah. just yeah. a traditional stock right now, you can move the money whenever you want. Yeah. You just have to worry about taxes. And then if you get into a retirement account like a 401k, yeah. then you got to be concerned about ages there. But yeah, there's yeah. ways around all that. Yeah. But there, and I always tell people, but maybe they're putting the age thing in there for a reason to make it a long haul game. One, they're going to make a lot of interest on their end, but they make their money. But they're making money. <laughs> yeah, but you're yeah. going to make money too. I mean, right. that, that's the bottom line. It's just, you, I always tell my wife, you know, that's just, we don't, I don't want to check it that much because I just don't want to know because that's great. I'm going to not need it for another 20 years. You know, I mean, that's the thing, you know, so it's like, we, we only touch it if we really need it, you know, I mean, we did a little stuff here when after we moved and everything. That's a different story, but um, but the bulk of it, I mean, the big bulk of it's there, you know. And now the thing is, what's the next step to do with it? Yeah. What can we do to enhance it a little more, or you know, stuff like that? So those are the questions, you know, that I think more people need to ask. And you hit a you hit it dead on. Our and I'm going to say this just in general because I know different places are a little different but in general our education system does not set high school kids up they set them up for failure going in the real world because i had no clue how to read a credit card statement i had no clue how to balance a checkbook i had no clue what a, what a mortgage meant or reading any of that paperwork i and i always say i believe that needs to be a necessity for a senior in high school when the last classes they take is to learn how to read all this stuff but then government doesn't want to do that because they want all the kids to go into debt because they make more money. So yes. there's the conspiracy theories, but yes. it's, but Which it's we can definitely talk about there all day long, brother. Yeah. I'm well versed on them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But you know, I mean, and that, and that's, it's unfair, you know, I mean, I'm lucky. I had parents who just were on me for that stuff, you know, but not everybody has that, you know, and you know, somebody's like, Oh, an 18 year old kid who has no clue. If you take this piece of plastic, we'll give you $10,000. What? don't realize you have a 30% interest rate. You got to pay it back. And there's a lot of people right now, thankfully guys like Patrick Beck, bet David that have a huge platform. And some of these other people that are out there, Gary V and uh, okay. you know, all these micro influencers that are out there that are really starting to bring up the fact that specifically, here's the thing. Education is absolutely necessary for life, but it doesn't always have to come in the form of school. Right. Mm -hmm. Yep. Even Elon Musk said something about like, you don't need a college degree for most things in life. And I agree. And I believe that you do need the experience for some people, whether it's to mature as a human, to, to have a great time, to build relationships that could last a lifetime. If you're in a specialized field, like a doctor, a lawyer, some sort of engineer or something like that. Yes, schooling is important, but there's a lot of people that I'm a college dropout. I know a ton of college dropouts mm -hmm. that are successful. Even more, and, and here's the thing, more successful than the people that went to school for something that they don't even use in their daily yeah. life. And so there's a balance and there's a there's an understanding that these colleges are, are saddling America with debt. Essentially these, these I think, I don't know if it was Harvard. I think Harvard had like the 73. Yeah, I read like about they, that. They were like, uh, their, their income and their revenue 
was would put them as big as the 73rd country in the world. Like, yeah. like it, it just goes to show you that these these schools are making money hand over fist. And for the most part, I'm gonna I'm gonna venture to say it's the 80-20 rule. 80% of the kids, like it's 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 unnecessary. And, mm-hmm. and it, we have to really reframe education. And there's a lot of thought leaders like Seth Godin that's doing this all MBA and like helping people identify these things. And really what it comes down is, is, is to uh, what the hell do you want to do? As soon as you can find that out through trial and error, get into that as soon as possible. Do an internship, go learn from someone, get a mentor, plug in and start doing that type of work. You know, sales is a great way to get your foot in the door at any company. Go do sales for a year, whatever that is, right? And just and just figure out what it is that you like, what's the dream, what's the passion? And like Gary Vee says, reverse engineer it from there and figure out how to do the work. I had a guest on the show last week, Mark uh, Marcus Ogden. I don't know, I think you know him through Jordan. Yeah. And he works with the Buffalo Bills, and we had a thing we were talking about. He goes in and helps mentors the rookies. And we talked about that because one of the things I brought up was you got a lot of these people that come from nothing, absolutely nothing. And then they're handed like $20 million and they're, they're, they're expected not to be, you expect them to be a perfect 40 year, 40 year old adult who understands life when they're 19, 20 years old, it's impossible, you know, coming from nothing, then having all that money, you want to buy the cars, you want to buy the houses. So we're talking about how awesome it was. The NFL finally brought in a program to help people with their wealth management, how to, find the right agents, how to do all these right things to actually set them up for success, not failure. And I believe we need to reach high school kids and college age kids to get to that point too. You know, I mean, and it's platforms like you with your show and coming on my show here. Hopefully we can reach those kind of kids and people, even if it's a volunteer, volunteering to go to college campuses and speaking or high school and speaking or having like a club after the school, they come to you because you may not be making money off the speech, but some of those people are going to come to you afterwards. So, you know, the benefit of the long haul is what's going to be there for you, you know, because you're probably going to have a client for life, you know, and um, I just think we need to be doing that more because I know I got in a lot of trouble. You know, I, I filed bankruptcy 20 years ago, you know, because I didn't have a clue. I mean, did not have a clue. It was more than 20 years ago, thinking about it. A little older than what I want to believe. But, uh, <laughs> but you know, I mean, that's... And a lot of people get stuck in that um, situation that I was in like that. You know, you got married young. You did a lot of dumb things. You didn't make a lot of money. But credit cards came left and right in the mail. So, hey, it's free money. We can pay it off later. It's free money. Because you don't know. You just yeah. don't know because you don't understand. You know, to your so. point of uh, the football and, and pro athlete yeah. dilemma, there's a lot of people that become instant wealth when they get yeah. these million dollar contracts. And specifically for football, they play, most players play 16 weeks out of the year, the ones that don't go to the playoffs. And so for 36 weeks out of the year to make it 52 for a whole year, most of these guys have to take bridge loans because they only get paid for 16 weeks. And at the end of that 16 weeks, they're basically broke. Can yep. you imagine making millions of dollars in 16 weeks and then you're broke for the other 36 uh, weeks? It's it's absolutely incredible. And there are people out there. I got a guy locally. His name's Candler Cook. He's uh, an ex-UGA football player. And he's his story um, is he's like the Rudy of UGA, where it took him four years to make the team. And when he made the team, he played for like a couple downs. And just his story of grit, work ethic, and, and never quitting, and taking four years to get to where you played 
two downs, whatever it was. He's now in a position because of his ties through football and he's played with some of the greats that are still in the league right now, even though he, you know, he was like on the team. That's built him into a position where he's actually helping with these athletes that need this money to carry them through the season. And he's trying to help them on his end to where they that essentially they don't need him for the long run. But he's, he is kind of given that band-aid to help his fellow football players get through. It's crazy to think that just habits and knowledge will make the difference of if you make $10 million in a year and you keep most of it versus having none. It's, it's mm -hmm. incredible. You know, I, I won't say a player's name because I don't want my show to get sued. But um, there's been documentaries over um, professional athletes. Like there was a basketball player who made 160 million in their career and was broke five years after they retired. I'm just like, how does that happen? If you just invest half of it, you can live off the interest the rest of your life. You Hello. know, it's just like, <laughs> what? You know, and, but that's the thing. You come up broke. You get you get the wrong person because once you get money, all Bullshit. of a sudden, yeah, all of a sudden there's these long lost cousins that come out that <laughs> right. want twenty thousand for an investment into a company or want to roll with you and be part of your posse or be be your bodyguard and they want X amount of money all the time and they want to eat steak and lobster all the time, you know, and it's just you know you can do those things, but you need to know how to invest properly to be able to do those right. things. You know, I mean, if you don't invest and you just keep spending, it is going to go away because you're, you're living a hundred thousand dollar month lifestyle, let's say, then all of a sudden when you retire and the paychecks aren't coming in, how, how you generate any more money? You, you're going off an interest rate off a savings account. Good luck with making money off of that. Awful. So yeah. So, I mean, it's just, it, it's insane, my friend. So, um, crazy stuff man so hey any big uh plans coming up man any big exciting things i know you have you said you have a book coming up so that's really cool uh, yeah man so podcast so, and yeah so, so there's lots of crap going on right now that i'm super thankful for um you know we just we just got through this men's weekend this transformational weekend where we were doing cold plunges and 41 degree water in the lake and we were doing breath work and movement and uh you know intentions and meditation and so i've been really called to doing this men's work for myself and other men to show up better in the world for ourselves for our families for our businesses for whatever it may be and so that's that's a course that's been set that'll be continuing uh, as we go and the next the next big thing coming up is uh march 2021 just a couple months uh, I'll be heading down to Peru because now the borders are open back up down there and be going down to Peru for a 10 day spirit quest using uh, plant medicines from ayahuasca to San Pedro to combo. These things that help you to peek behind the curtain, get some you know spiritual information, get some personal information, working on your ego, working on relationship stuff. It's just, it's incredible. It's the way that I can explain it to people because it's not for everybody. It's only if you're called to the medicine and called to the work. But basically, if anyone's seen the movie The Matrix and you go into The Matrix, you meet Morpheus, you understand that there's a whole different world. And the first thing he teaches him, which is really cool action scene, is how to fight. And he's like teaching him how to fight. You can't fight him. He's like, stop trying to hit me and hit me. And then by the end of it, he wakes up and he's like, I know Kung Fu. Like, so he got this download while he was kind of in this dream state that kind of helped him progress in his life day to day. It's exactly what happens with plant medicines. So uh, this is something I'm focused on to bring back to my people and bring back to the people that I connect with and help them outside of the plant medicines and outside of the, the masculinity movement, um, working on the book, Happy Wealth, how to help people become wealthy happily. Because here's the thing, if you solely chase money, 
yes, you may become rich, but you won't be healthy and wealthy. You'll be most times sad, disappointed, upset. You can buy anything, but you won't have a richness to your life. And so most people that are wealthy would trade anything in the world, including all their assets to be healthy, to be happy. And so in this book, it kind of illustrates that that uh, symbiosis of being able to do those things. So that's coming out. I'm doing some work with Paul Getter, uh, who's an amazing guy online. He, he's like the he's called the Internet Marketing Nerd. Um, he's helped guys all around the world build amazing, you know, uh, marketing for their businesses. So I'm working there. And man, I'm just focused on health and wellness and my family, man. Um, one thing that I'll leave, at least in terms of gratitude that we didn't talk about, um, I've held my daughter until she passed away. I've held my mom until she passed away. And I've been there for my dad to clean up the blood off the floor after he died. So I've, I've experienced life-changing moments that have given me perspective and gratitude beyond measure. And really what it is, is there's this stoic philosophy called memento mori. And what it stands for means is know that you're mortal, know that you must die. Let that be all the motivation you need to live a life well lived. And because I've seen those things, because I've held death in my hands a couple times, I really have an appreciation for life that's it's beyond uh, the norm. And so I understand that life is fleeting. Life is just so valuable. And knowing that you only have right now, really, if you think about it, you only have now. Make the most of that time. Go start that business. Go ask out that guy or girl. Go do things. Fall flat on your face. Like at the end of the day, it's your life story. You don't want to die with regret. You know what? You can fail at things. It could be a lot worse. You know, failing, you can just turn around and pick it up and go do something else. But like you said, it could be a lot worse. You you may not get that opportunity again. So that's right. Man, dude, you're such an inspiration, Jesse. Awesome, man. And it's just been an absolute pleasure to have you on the on the show today. And the other great thing is I just, you know feel we're going to get into a really nice relationship because we've been texting and everything. So it's been just, it's been awesome getting to know you, you know, and every day I'm learning more about you and, you know, our buddy Jordan just talks the world of you, man. So, and he's absolutely correct of everything. So, I mean, so glad to have you on the show. And if you want to do a polar plunge, you can come down here to Arizona when the pool's 70. That'll work for me. So uh, <laughs> I love the invite to Arizona. I got some good friends down there. You're yeah. one of them now, and I'd love to come hang out. But thank you for, you know, I'd love the polar plunge with you anytime. But thank you yeah. so much uh, for who you are, for your platform and what you're doing. You're creating an amazing impact and your message is resonating, brother. So keep doing you. We'll, we'll enjoy our, our walk in life together and, and how that pans out looking forward to the future man i appreciate the kind words man means a lot man means a lot so before we get going man tell everybody where they can find you at man all right so on instagram it's at jesse underscore t which is t-e-e -E. it's a family nickname uh and also it's easier to say for, than tedisco for most people so at jesse underscore t uh same thing for uh you know you go to linkedin it's jesse tedisco t-o-d-i-s-c-o follow me i'll follow you much like it says up there on your corner there in the tile um, in the, in, in the, in the business, and maybe I'll pop it at somewhere in the show notes, or if I could drop a link in the box, but, um, I have a, a link tree that has all the places you can find me, but, but my business is www.46 and two wealth partners with an S.com. That's www. The numbers four, six and the number two wealth partners.com. Uh, outside of that, man, just wherever you can connect with me, I'll follow you back. So thanks so much. Is that a tool reference? 46 and two. That's a whole nother conversation. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Absolutely, brother. <laughs> I love that song. So yeah, perfect. So oh, yeah. hey guys, 
Find me up there in the corner. You can find me on LinkedIn. Hey, you can find us on YouTube too, under Nick Dorsey Leadership, all the past podcasts. Uh, Anchor to find it on your favorite audio. Um, I have a link tree too, which is down in the comments. I believe I put yours down there too, but I, I, if I didn't, I will get it down there. Thank you, brother. Um, hey, thank you everybody on Facebook, uh, LinkedIn, YouTube, and Periscope for checking in today. Um, I really appreciate it. Uh, thank you, everyone. And hey, man, tomorrow on the show at noon, uh, we're going to have the founders of Body Rock TV. So worldwide app, uh, international app. So come on, we're going to check that out. We're going to learn how to work out a little bit tomorrow. So uh, that'll be that'll be a lot of fun. But Jesse T, man, Jesse, check out his show. Thank you for being on, brother. Thank and you, brother. everybody, have a fantastic day. And as always, I always appreciate the support and the feedback. You guys are just amazing out there. So have a good night, everyone.